This podcast is proudly brought to you by Australia Lawyers. If you need legal information or fast access to Australia's leading lawyers, visit australialawyers.com.au. Now, over to Dan for the podcast. Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. Unfortunately, it's sometimes the case that an injured worker chooses not to seek workers' compensation in fear that they may lose their job. That decision, of course, can be catastrophic. Well, to explore the topic, in today's podcast, I'm talking with Burke Legal Senior Associate Jessica Prasser. Jess, at the outset, how long is an employer required to keep a person's job after they suffer an injury? The employer cannot terminate someone's employment within the first six months of that person becoming unfit for employment. So they're required to keep their job open for that period of time. And the employer can actually be in breach of the act if they do do get rid of the job within the first six months, uh, which means that they could be taken to court over, over that. So after that period of six months, that's the time when an assessment needs to happen as to whether the injured person can actually return to their pre-injury duties. And if they can't return to their pre-injury duties due to ongoing restrictions and capacity for work, then the employer needs to determine if they can provide suitable duties to that injured worker to take into account you know, the ongoing effects of, of, their, of their injury and the disabilities that they suffer. So, however, the employer, it is a defence to the employer for being found in uh, breach of the Act if they can satisfy that at the time that they dismissed the worker, the worker would not actually undergo a medical examination uh, required to determine their fitness for employment or if at the time of dismissal the employer believed on reasonable grounds that the worker was not an injured worker within the meaning of the Act. So just what happens if a person is let go by their employer after an injury? You know, what's insurer required to do to help with this? The injured worker has put in a, a claim for workers' compensation, which is very much uh, recommended as soon as an injury occurs. Uh, if the employer does let them go after that six months because, for example, they can't provide suitable duties, then the, in, whilst the insurer pays that person weekly benefits, they also have an obligation to assist with rehabilitation and return to work. So that uh, could involve them setting up uh, the person with a rehab return to work company who can, then, who can then assist them in finding a suitable job in new employment. And as part of that process, they usually do a functional and vocational assessment to work out the person's limitations and their transferable skills to work out the likely new fields of employment they could move into. Now, after that, this can actually result in a formal work trial, which involves the worker and being put into that new employment for a short period of time of up to six, uh, sorry, up to 12 weeks. Um, and that's to provide them with on-the-job training and to see whether that type of employment suits that person. And then after that, uh, 12 week period, the new employer can then decide whether to offer that employee uh, full time employment. So, how long does this help from the insurer actually last in, in practice? It lasts as long as the person is on weekly benefits. 
So if the insurer cuts off a person's weekly benefits, then it's likely that they will cease all assistance with return to work. So this can leave the worker in a really vulnerable position because they're now left with no support by the insurer in finding a new job and they still are suffering, suffering from this work injury and which that causes them real difficulty with finding a new employer on their own who's willing to take them on with their ongoing restrictions. So it's therefore recommended that a person utilise all of the services the insurer is offering when it's offered in, re in relation to rehabilitation and return to work, um, as there's no guarantee that it will continue, you know, long-term into the future. Is there sort of any incentives out there for, you know, prospective employers, I suppose, to take on these injured workers? If an employer offers a worker paid employment after the completion of a work trial, they may be eligible for incentives under the Job Cover Placement Program. And that program is designed to offset the cost of engaging a worker with an existing injury. So the program benefits involved for that new employer can include incentive payments of up to $27,400 for up to 12 months, exemption of the worker's wages from their worker's compensation premium calculation for two years, and protection against the cost of changes to the worker's existing injury for up to two years. So as you can see, there are incentives for new employers to take on people after a work trial, but obviously these incentives don't happen if a person is left on their own to try and find a job, which is why it's so important to try and go through that return to work process through the insurer. Just what about um, in circumstances where... Uh, the injured worker uh, isn't receiving help from the insurer, um, where do they go in terms of getting that work assistance? If there are any issues with the or complaints uh, that need to be made in relation to the insurer's conduct uh, when, when undertaking this return to work process, we always recommend people lodge those complaints with the solutions group at IRO. Um, now, IRO is the independent review office and they assist injured workers free of charge to deal with any case management issues such as these. So an injured worker can contact them on 139476 uh, and advise them what's been happening, what their issues are, why, why the insurer hasn't responded to them, what they're waiting on, etc. And they then, the solutions group then contact the insurer asking for an update, what's happening, uh, and the insurer is actually required to respond to them within two working days. So it's a really great benefit um, that the government introduced in 2012 for people to have access to this solutions group uh, because they can really help the injured workers get some answers out of the insurer. Jess, if an injured worker who has got concerns about perhaps being fired, uh, you know, following an, an injury, can they reach out to you at Burke Legal? Yeah, definitely. They can definitely give us a call and we can guide them into what they need to do. It may very well be that the person actually requires an employment lawyer as well as a workers' compensation lawyer like myself. However, making that initial call with us, we can, we can help them figure out who they need to speak to and who needs to deal with what issues. Jess, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much. Thanks heaps for listening to this edition of the Law by Dan podcast. If you found it useful, it would be great if you can leave a rating on Spotify or iTunes or whatever the streaming platform is that you're using. Also, if need be, you can reach out to me at lawbydan.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. 
made possible by Australia lawyers. For great legal information and fast access to Australia's best lawyers, visit australialawyers.com.au.